Hey everyone, this is Jake Brown. Really quick, we unfortunately had some technical difficulties while recording our episode on Ready Player One. My computer basically crashed an hour into recording, and we don't have the time to fully record another episode. So, huge bummer, but fortunately we do still have our summary thoughts of the film and our grades. So we're going to play you that. There will be no spoilers. After that, we will have a full episode of a popcorn optional fight club. Welcome to another weekly edition of Popcorn Optional, a movie podcast where we talk all things movies. And this week we're reviewing Ready Player One, a new film directed by Steven Spielberg based on the 2011 novel by Ernest Cline that just features more pop culture references than we know what to do with. Let's go ahead and get to our ratings for Ready Player One. Trevor, what do you give this film? I'm going to give this a high three out of high five. (laughs) Uh, I thought... (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) Why, thank you. I thought this was a pretty good, fun film. Like I've said, um, you know, three seconds ago, I have my issues with it. Um, But it's fun. It kept me entertained for being a film with quite a long runtime. There was some fun little Easter eggs, um, you know, just for the for the eye and for the the viewer, the the consumer of pop culture and nerd culture and '80s music. Um, I don't know that I want to see it again necessarily. I don't think it's a great masterpiece, but I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything Trevor said. Um, I think one thing that's also really interesting is just it's, it's commentary on the world we live in today and the world we'll be living in the future. Uh, I also love that, you know, it asks some important questions of, like, can you make a good story that's based mostly on pop culture? Can you really make a commentary on the importance of living in reality when your reality is obsessing over pop culture? Like, is it healthy to focus so much on pop culture? Should we be doing this movie podcast about pop culture, guys? Ah! <laughs> uh, but Kill your no, TV. I mean, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I definitely have issues with it, like Trevor said, but um, it's, it's definitely, I think, the most fun I've had at the movies so far this year. Um, and there's definitely something to be said for that. And so I'm going to give it a B. Uh, definitely some issues, but I mean, it is a feast for the eyes. And if if you're a pop culture fan, I mean, you're gonna you should enjoy this movie. Yeah, I'm I'm I feel like I'm in line with Jake in a lot of things that he just said. Uh, I, I I'm somewhat. This is gonna sound very dramatic, which is probably in line for people that actually know me in real life and not on a podcast. Um, but I feel like I'm like mourning the loss of what could have been like an actual like full-on adaption of ready player one uh and i feel like once i get out of that i'll be able to see this film for what it is clearer but right now i'm kind of in this like it's really frustrating that they didn't do that i feel like if i get because i read the book somewhat recently i reread it again somewhat recently uh before knowing how much this movie changed things so this is a B for me, but it could be higher once I get further away from the book and uh, maybe watch the movie again. So yeah, it's a B. It's fun. It's definitely enjoyable. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! 
Welcome to the second edition of Fight Club, a mini episode that we do from time to time where we pit famous movie characters against each other in a tournament to see which one of them would be victorious in a fight if they were to ever face off. Today, in honor of Ready Player One being released this past week, we will have a special episode for you featuring only characters referenced in Ready Player One. So we only have four hundred to choose from. Yes, there are four hundred. <laughs> it's gonna. It's a slim, slim pickings. Okay. Um, here's how this works. I we will randomly pick fighters. I have numbered some fighters one through ten, as well as some other you know one through some some smaller. Uh, jokey-esque characters uh i'll ask jake and trevor to just pick a number one through ten they'll pick a number and then we'll debate which of those two fighters would win in a fight luckily there's three of us so in need of a tiebreaker you know there's obviously going to be two people on one side maybe there's one person in the middle that's kind of swayed um we'll crown a winner for that first fight we'll do the same thing all over again in a second fight and then the winner of those two fights we will fight in a championship fight where one will be crowned the winner of tonight's episode of Ready Player One's Popcorn Optional Fight Club. It's a whole new game, baby. Here we go. So, <laughs> Jake, pick a number between one and ten. Five. Five is T-800 Terminator. Oh. That's a good one. My first good one. All right, Trevor, give me a number of one through nine. Eight. Eight. Okay. <laughs> number eight's the Joker. Ooh. Okay. So, fight number one, uh, T-800 Terminator versus the Joker. You know, I'm going to give it to the Terminator. Just just like that? There's no situation where you think the Joker could win? Because <laughs> here's my thing. If, what's her name, uh, who's the girl that's in Terminator? Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. If Sarah Connor can beat the Terminator, I have a feeling the Joker could find a way. So the Joker is not great when he hasn't planned things out. Um, Let's say going into this fight, the Joker has planned things out. He's seen this battle coming. Right, right. So yeah, once the the problem with the Joker is is he's not great at improvisation. Um, Once things kind of go haywire, he doesn't really have the uh, you know hand to hand to hand combat skills. I would say that if the Joker had a time to formulate a plan, he could probably come up with something. Um, he also relies on the manipulation of others pretty heavily, though. So I, I think that in a one-on-one battle, even with a plan, I think the T-800 comes out ahead. Okay. Yeah, I think that's my thing as well. Is like the only the only thing we've seen the Joker succeed at is sometimes foiling Batman, which I mean we've established that we can't pick Batman because Batman's probably gonna win no matter what, but. The Joker versus T-800 is like the Joker versus Superman, kind of. So, but the shotgun. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it to the T-800. <laughs> I think we are all together in this one that the T-800 would destroy the Joker in a fight. Now that one went a little bit quicker than I was thinking. So let's do a little fun intermission fight here, a little joke fight, if you will, of some characters referenced in the film that would not stand a chance against the Joker or T-800 Terminator. So, Jake, pick a number of between one and four. Two. Two. Michael Jackson's Thriller. Oh. <laughs> like from okay. the video? His character yes. from the video? His okay. character from the video, which is referenced okay. when Wade puts on the costume. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, Trevor, pick a number one through three. Uh, one. Prince from Purple Rain. Oh. So are, is, this, is this a street fight, or is this like a <laughs> musical? But like a... Like, challenge duel thing you know here's the thing the other two characters that were up for that were charles foster kane and ferris bueller so (laughs) 
I'm gonna go ahead and say that because of the two that were chosen, we should make this a musical fight. Where they musically fight via Scott Pilgrim. Mm. So I think I I think that if they're if we're talking about in the production room, in the engineering room, it's a Michael Jackson deal, but just straight up put an instrument in their hands, it's gotta be Prince. Yeah. I think that Michael Jackson is the king of pop. I mean, he is incredibly talented as a singer, as a songwriter. Um, I I will give a lot of credit for his sound to his engineers and producers, but I mean, you can ask tons of the most famous guitarists. Like Eric Clapton is on the record saying that he thinks that Prince is one of the best guitar players to have ever lived. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Prince based on musical talent. I think Prince is gonna blow Michael Jackson out the room. There's a video from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tribute to George Harrison where Prince plays guitar solo on While My Guitar Gently Weeps and it will mm. like melt your brain. I will also, as a final point for Prince, which I know that Prince just won, but still, Prince. <laughs> um, final point for Prince, when he did the Super Bowl halftime show and it was raining, they came to him and, and they said, Prince, it's raining. What do you want to do? And he paused for a second and he looked at them and he said, can you make it rain harder? And that's just like the most amazing thing I've ever heard. So he's, it's going to Prince. I, I, he's he's one of those people that experiences life on a different plane or did rest in peace. I don't think yeah. he saw the world the way that most people did. All right. Well, of the jokey fun type characters, Prince would slap and backhand Michael Jackson. Okay. So there so we now go. Prince versus a T-800. No. We're um, going <laughs> to... <okay. laughs> Not even close. That wouldn't happen. Ever. Uh, okay. So, Trevor, number one through eight. Uh, two. King Kong. Oh. Versus okay. one through seven, Jake. Six. The Master Chief from Halo. All right. Oh, well, I mean, this is, this is a no-brainer. Okay, what's your no-brainer? King Kong. You think King Kong just, like, no-brainer destroys him? I yes. think... Because I've seen, I think, I've seen the Master Chief, or I've played as the Master Chief, did some pretty incredible things. Like, I myself, as the Master <laughs> Chief, <laughs> are basically, I am basically undefeated, I'll say. <laughs> so this is an interesting one, because we have that kind of sheer strength versus, like, um, the brilliant strategy and the ability to make use of whatever is lying around. Man, this is a tough one. Okay, all I'm saying is I just watched King Kong Skull Island and there is no way in hell Master Chief is taking down that guy. <laughs> so does the Master Chief Not have even with any rockets? like powers or does he have like cuz here's the thing, the Master Chief is a military strategist. Like he's a brilliant mind, right? Like that's I'm remembering right. And yeah, so, but we're talking about 150 foot tall. Right, but this is a no that. rules fight. Like, so we're saying then, like, okay, so let's say the oh, Master Chief, because yeah, King Kong is following rules as he tears <laughs> down New York. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wait, wait. Let's say the Master Chief brings like a a gun, like a very powerful rocket bazooka rocket launcher. You don't think there's any way that he could take down King Kong? Maybe, the, but the like, question is, the the real question is, how many rockets does it take to stop King Kong? Because if it's more than two, the Master Chief is going to lose. He'd have to reload, and I mean, then King Kong would see him and destroy right. him. But here's right. the thing. Is King Kong too nice? He kind of has a sympathetic thing towards humans. Not for people who's attacked, no. who are attacking him. Yeah. 
You saw Skull Island, right, Cameron? I did. In the Peter Jackson one, he like he kills a T Rex by ripping its jaw open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean the the speed and the strength. I know Master Chief can jump really high and has a rocket launcher, but I've seen him catch helicopters with spinning blades, and it him just be like, "Oh, ow, that kind of hurt." Yeah. Um, I think so, I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go King Kong. Yeah. King Kong. All right. Well, there we go. King Kong versus. The T-800 from Terminator. See, this is interesting. I think that the my first thing that I would physically go with is I would say that I think Terminator somewhat has an upper hand. Just in the fact of, like, I think that he can kind of maneuver in a way that, like, it would make King Kong hard to, like, catch him. And with him kind of being indestructible as he is, you know, maybe that gives him the time to formulate a plan and destroy King Kong. I am looking up the T-800's capabilities. (laughs) That's literally what I'm doing right now. I know that in our brains, the Terminator is like technology and it's indestructible. But after doing some research from the esteemed resource Wikipedia, Mm. um, a Terminator can withstand standard normal 20th century firearms, crash through walls intact, and survive some explosions. Repeated shotgun blasts have enough force to knock it down and temporarily disable it. So I don't know how much it is, like, actually indestructible or super strong. Right, but then on the opposite side of things, King Kong was taken down by a bunch of machine guns attached to the back of planes. And I think, you know, with how strong the Terminator is, he could, you know, in T3... I know that nobody wants to talk about that film, but he holds like a giant machine gun with one hand and just just does some serious damage. So, you know, it's kind of that, like how much damage can King Kong take versus Terminator? I think this is one of those like fights where they're both just throwing haymakers back and forth and eventually one just, you know, concedes. And by concedes, I mean dies. I think, yeah, I think that this is... This is um, a pretty good slugfest, but I think it's going to go to King Kong in the end. Okay, why do you think that? I just think I think that he's going to be able to withstand more of the pounding than than the than the T eight hundred will. I just I think that that it comes down to um, stamina. Just going through like the King Kong anthology in my head of like everything that we've seen him do and take on and beat. I don't see how a T-800, unless he comes with future technology or something, how he could take down King Kong. King Kong's the king of monsters, man. I know, but part of the thing with the T-800 is that he does come with weapons. Like, he does come with, like, maybe not, he's not coming with, like, future laser beams, but he's, like, he's, he's savvy when it comes to weapons and using them. So it depends on maybe how much cover there is in this fighting arena. And what weapons are we giving him? If we give him a nuclear bomb, I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not, I mean, you could be like, we gave the Joker a nuclear bomb and he took out the Terminator. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not fun. But I mean, he has weapons to a reason, like whatever, I would say that normally with my rules within this fight is anything that we see them use on screen, we could see them use in a fight. So you could see him like, on a motorcycle with a shotgun or, you know, with a big cannon like you see him use sometimes. I think that there's a lot of different things that he brings in his arsenal. Yeah. 
I just that being don't. said, I'm with you guys on King Kong. <laughs> okay. King Kong it is. This isn't like Darth Vader, where I adamantly believe that Darth Vader still to this day would destroy <laughs> Wonder Woman. This is me just Strongly presenting disagree. the other side for Strongly the sake of In the true event of a battle royale, now that we've crowned our champion this week, let's put them up against our reigning champion of Darth Vader. So, in a fight... No, 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 no. No, guys, Darth Vader won last week, right? No, no. Okay, sorry. Okay, let's just... Okay, in a fight of Wonder Woman (laughs) versus King Kong, who would win? Thank you. Man, this is, like, right up Wonder Woman's alley, dealing with with kind of these mythic monsters. King Kong would still... Like, what does she have that she could beat him with? Oh, Cameron, we went over this. But here's your guys' argument is that she just has anything. Now I'm gonna sound like this like sexist guy who doesn't want to win a Wonder Woman to win. But it's just like you guys are like, her arm blast could do like knock him down. But we've just gone through the fact that like not even like bullets from like a Terminator would take him down. So it's like I think the arm blast would knock him down. I don't think it would kill him. I think he would eventually like see win. I think it's the the I think it's that plus it's it's for me it's the flight plus the sword. Those are the, and the whip. Those are the key things here. Yeah, that lasso. whip. What is she going to lasso with that? There's no way it could fit around one of his, yeah, his sequoia well, tree I will, trunk legs. I will, say, I will say the key feature of the lasso of truth is not going to work too well on something that doesn't have human speech. Right. So, I, okay, so, the, so that's, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's I no. Think so you think that it's, it's going to... It's an she's unbreakable gonna, lasso. He's going to die by a bunch of little toothpicks in his back. Because no. that's what the, the, the sword is no. the size of so, a toothpick so in here's comparison. What, here's how I envision this going down. is one of those things where she, like, ends up, like, in his mouth and, like, slices his brain open from the inside or something. I'm going to say this right now. King Kong would never be that dumb to allow her to get <laughs> into there. That's ridiculous, Trevor. I see her flying at King Kong, and he, like, catches her and then, like, throws her into space. And then she's like, oh, you want to throw me into space? Okay, I'm Gal Gadot. I'm awesome. And then she flies at the speed of sound with her sword in front of her. Okay, now you're getting into Pacific Rim Uprising, and, and that's just back. idiotic. I'm just saying. I think the only person that can beat Wonder Woman is Superman. Okay, well then we're at a we're at a conundrum where we we may have to retire Wonder Woman as right because <laughs> that's just never going to happen. I think King Kong would destroy her like he is so physically big we're talking about the new king kong right like the jordan voight roberts king kong because that one's like 200 feet tall oh, yeah towards like the peter oh, yeah. jackson jackson one's like 40 50 feet tall maybe okay. skull island we're talking right. universals whatever or okay. lead whatever. wonder woman right. is capable of bench pressing fifteen thousand pounds it's right okay here king kong weighs a lot more than fifteen thousand pounds 60 tons 60 tons so that's a lot okay. like yeah she couldn't even more than she can bench press Right, but still, I go back to my original. the The flight here is the key to me. But she doesn't have like flight, flight. Not like Superman. It's like a jump. Like she's has extended periods of jump. I'm gonna look it up. That's why she has the flying, invisible <laughs> flying thing. Wonder Woman does not naturally possess the power of flight. Her friends can fly with her. No, Wonder. I just looked it up. <laughs> she doesn't have the ability to fly, so she can't fly. She can extended jump. So let's say this: We're in King Kong's element. She goes to That's Skull Island. That's after the 2011 relaunch with the new 52, which you can debate as to like they changed the canon. So. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say: okay. Because this is a movie Fight Club, have we seen her fly on screen yet? She does not have extended flight. That's true. She has. She's jumped and kind of 
extended jump, yeah, but we, we haven't, haven't seen her fly. Yeah, that's true. We, we have seen, seen King Kong do some damage. We've seen King Kong fly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Cam. Okay. Did I win? I still no. You guys stink. Ugh. We're still we're still I'm, debating. Oh. One quick question slash comment. The thing with Darth Vader. Oh my gosh. No, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> the thing that made Darth Vader lose is we're not going on what's in the movie. We're going on what's canon. What is canon? And so with Wonder Woman, the DC comic books are still canon. And so I think, I just think that Wonder Woman Say is it. So Say that strong. you think that flight will do it because I'll show you what King Kong will do to something that can fly. <laughs> See, that's... <laughs> He had a bunch of helicopters. There was 15 helicopters. There's only one Wonder Woman. The movies have hinted that she could possibly fly. Okay. She took down like Doomsday basically by herself. They took down Steppenwolf. I mean, you want to know what King Kong would do to Steppenwolf? (laughs) All right, but Steppenwolf is like mega lame. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. She took out a tank. He took out 15 helicopters. Mm. Yeah. True. I'm gonna. Yeah, King Kong. Yes! I'll say it. I still don't know how I feel about it, but I will concede. King Kong ain't got nothing on me! That's the way the cookie crumbles. King Kong one reigning champion. Here we go. Gal Gadot, I still love you as Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman is great. King Kong is the new champion of the Popcorn Optional Fight Club. He'll be back to challenge a new fighter. But that's all we have for now. Let's go ahead and get to our content of the week. Trevor, what is your content of the week? All right. If you liked the nature of random characters teaming up together, I've got a few recommends for you. If you lo- if you want to do it in a video game, you should check out Kingdom Hearts or Super Smash Ooh. Brothers. Ooh, Any of the Super Smash Brothers. Um, I prefer the original N- Nintendo 64 Super Smash Brothers myself, but they're all great. If you like, if you want some comic book team ups, you should check out the Marvel Civil War storyline or the DC Flashpoint storyline, which the Flashpoint one has a really different kind of team up um, than anything else I've ever seen before. Um, and then, if you want a team up movie, go see Avengers on April twenty seventh. Just like everyone else <laughs> in the entire world. Jake, what is your content? Um, well, I got three things. I'll I'll hit them quickly. Uh, one is I finally watched The Big Sick, and you guys did not overhype it at all. It was incredible. Probably would have been in my top. 10 of last year so if you haven't seen that movie and have been waiting for so long like i did for some stupid reason go watch that movie because <laughs> it is amazing um second recommend is going to be the spielberg documentary on hbo uh if you have any interest in film or filmmaking or after seeing this and you are just not realizing how incredible he is at directing action and pop culture icons uh definitely watch that i mean it's like a deep dive into his filmmaking career how i got started um and just watch why he's Spielberg uh, and it is it's very entertaining definitely check that out and then the last one is a short film whoa first time I think this has happened um, a short film that came out today by I think one of the best up-and-coming directors in like indie short film world by Jim Cummings it's called parent teacher and it is a 15 minute long one take short film about a teacher losing it in the middle of a parent teacher conference and it is 
Oh. It's amazing. It, it says a lot of things about modern society and uh, our education system. And just the acting and directing is fantastic. He won last year's uh, Best Short of South by Southwest. And I think he's got a bunch of features in the works. So he's he's someone to watch. And uh, it's an incredible short film. You can look it up on uh, Vimeo called Parent Teacher or look for the name Jim Cummings. Uh, definitely someone cool. to keep your eye on. Uh, I'm going to be that guy and say go read the book, Ready Player One, <laughs> because it is much better than the film. And uh, then I'm also going to uh, say that if you are kind of going off something that Trevor said, I have started re-watching the MCU films in anticipation of you know the Avengers Infinity War. And guys, the Avengers is just like the, the best. Like it's... The, what they're able to accomplish, and especially when you watch like Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Captain America, Thor, like leading up to that, it's just incredible what they're able to accomplish in that film. So if you haven't watched it, I know it's a very obvious film, but just revisit it because it's incredible. And then lastly, there's a podcast I've been listening to, and I'm gonna probably get some crap for uh, recommending this, but uh, whatever, it's been enjoyable. It's called Conspiracy Theories, and it is a <laughs> podcast where they say up front, you know, we're not conspiracy theorists, but we're skeptical. And I'm not a conspiracy Jet theorist. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. <laughs> right. <laughs> Haven't gotten There's to that There's poison one in yet. the tap water. But I'm sick of the tap water making the freaking frogs <laughs> gay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we. I should cut uh, recommending that. I was going to say that, you know, like the first episode is on Princess uh, Diana, which I found pretty fascinating. I didn't even know there were conspiracy <laughs> theories around that. But, oh, my gosh. Now we get into Alex Jones type you stuff. Can't, and, you uh, can't beat the Alex Jones gay frogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess just leave it in. Just leave it in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> leave man. it in, man. That's my recommendation, though. I've listened to the Area 51 and the Princess Diana one, and they're pretty interesting. The first episode is what's the official statement and the history behind it, and then the second episode is always here's the conspiracy theories and how viable they actually are. are. Those are like not really conspiracy theories, but just like they don't tell the public everything situations. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like Area 51, they're like, the fact that there may be aliens there is probably a 2 out of 10, but then they're like, that they're actually developing like secret government stuff there is probably more likely. And so it's not really like a 9-11 was an inside job type thing. It's more just, you know, here are things that people believe that are kind of different than the official statement. Oh, well, I'm going to, I've talked about that way too much. This is off topic. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) That's all we have for this week's episode. We'll be back next week with our review of a quiet place. The new film by John Krasinski starring John Krasinski, his wife, Emily Blunt and a couple of kid actors. I'm scared. Um, If you've enjoyed listening to us then please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review us and go share us with your friends and family. If you want to know more about us you can go to our website at popcorn optional where you can find all of our episodes as well as a little bit about who we are as uh as people outside of this podcast if you want to interact with us you can find us on twitter at popcorn optional or you can like us on facebook at popcorn optional my name is cameron selena you can find me online at 321 cami time jake where can we find you online you can find me at jakebrown.tv. That's my website and my Instagram handle because the internet is amazing. <laughs> Trevor. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Turbo Trevor. Like I said, we'll be back next week. But until next time, we hope you guys have a great week. Watch as many movies as possible. And in the words of the great Michael Scott, we'll be back ASAP as possible. Later.